You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Welcome back, everybody, to the Profit Podcast. Holy smokes, guys. It's NFL game day. Oh, man, it feels amazing to say we're here. We're we're on the dawn of NFL week one. It is officially upon us. Tonight, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans battling it out. Guys, I will admit, there were times where I thought we may not get here. There were times when they announced that we can't ever go outside again that I thought to myself, "Mm, the NFL season might not happen. But here we are. And the NFL season is full steam ahead. They cannot stop the train. It's out of the station. Preseason canceled. Who cares? We're to week one. We made it. We're going to go over it on the podcast. We're going to talk about the first eight games. We've got the Houston-Kansas City game, Seattle-Atlanta, Cleveland-Baltimore, Jets-Buffalo, Vegas Raiders-Carolina, or yeah, that's Raiders, yeah. Change their, change their uh, little, you know, Oakland to Las Vegas. Confuse me for a second. Chicago-Detroit, Indianapolis-Jacksonville, and then Green Bay-Minnesota. The first eight games that we are going to be going over starts and sits in each matchup. Things to watch for, tips on how to start your lineup in week one. And I also want to mention the podcast schedule. Uh, Thursday, we're going to usually have a show where we open up with uh, a voicemail segment where we talk uh, to people, which may not be the best idea. They'll be they'll be pre-recorded and we'll screen them, so it's not going to be completely live. <laughs> no way I'm doing that on the show. But uh, we're going to do a Thursday voicemail session. We're going to have part one of the matchups, and then we're also going to have Fantasy Docs, usually. Dr. Nathan Natwa from Fantasy Docs will usually come in and do an injury report. Injury report with Fantasy Docs. That's a big new segment of the show. That has been pushed to Friday, tomorrow, that podcast, for the simple reason of there haven't really been many games yet, obviously, so not many injuries to talk about. We wanted to wait till Friday after the Thursday night game and set you up with the best best possible information because you're not, you know, usually want to do it earlier because they're waiver acquisitions, they're trades, the Thursday night game, but this this week... We haven't had any games yet, so we got to wait out, wait, wait for things to shake out. But that will be happening on Friday, and we also aren't having the uh, the the voicemail session because the voicemail session will happen, you know, after games happen. They'll be about this coming week, and I just I I didn't feel like sorting through a mess of does my team look good? It's this guy and this guy. I, I want to make them interesting, so we're just sticking to the matchup uh, stuff for today. But tomorrow on Friday's podcast, we will have Fantasy Docs in on here to go over the uh, injury report. Also on Friday, there are a couple more things we're going to be doing. On Friday, we've got the matchup preview part two. 
where we will go over the last eight games of the week. And then we also have studs and duds, you know, players that I think are just going to completely be bad. And then some players that, you know, we might be saying start them, but they're guys that I think are going to absolutely blow up. An example of that is Will Fuller. He's usually a stud or a dud. He's, he's either one of those. Uh, mediocre is not in his vocabulary. And then we're also adding a special segment called the Kicker Report. This is the most anticipated thing in the history of the universe. And it's exactly what it sounds like, the Kicker Report. So, so it was last year, a good friend of mine said, Calvin, you think no one ever tries to figure out the kicker just because they've always been told since day one of doing fantasy that you can't predict kickers. You just choose a kicker on your favorite team or someone who's accurate and just hope for the best. And I said, yeah, I mean, that's because you can't predict them. It's impossible. I said, but why do you think that? Have you ever tried? I said, no, I, I haven't tried to predict kickers, but it's it's... I started thinking, is it impossible or have I just never tried? Have we just been taught to never try to figure out who to start a kicker? I started thinking about it. Kicker can have a huge impact on your fantasy week and your fantasy season. They can score upwards of 20 points. That's an RB1. And no one tries to figure out the kicker position. So the kicker report is going to solve that issue. I have created with three other uh, highly touted Instagram analysts, I've created a kickers only fantasy football league with the specific purpose of analyzing and diving deep into kickers. And I will share my findings every Friday afternoon. I will talk about the kicker report which is where I give you what is going on at the kicker position, how do you analyze the kicker position, and who do you start at the kicker position this week? Because there's got to be a science. There's got to be a method to the madness. And if you can somehow figure it out, it's an extra 20 points every week on top of your starting lineup. It's worth a shot, guys. So the kicker report that is highly anticipated, we'll get into that tomorrow too. Uh, well, we don't have any information yet, so next week, next Friday, we'll get into the first kicker report. And then Monday, we come back, and we've got, uh, you know, the, the the weekly recap. We go over the games, and we start getting starts and sits and trade targets before Tuesday, which is usually when people do the trade shows, and, uh, and uh, they do their uh, little uh, waiver wire. We're doing it a day early to give you an extra day to prepare and research. And also because I don't have classes on Mondays, so that just worked out pretty well. Don't tell anyone, though. So, without further ado, let's hop into the first matchup of the 2020 NFL season. Houston Texans versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to be honest, guys. I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. Houston Texans, Chiefs. It was a great playoff game last year. Texans went up and then the Chiefs came back and demolished the Texans. It's a revenge game. And the Chiefs are also the most, you know, usually the most powerful offense in football. So to get them week one, to get this matchup, it's exciting. Usually we got last year's Packers-Bears slugfest, uh, disappointing game. Chiefs-Texans, I, I don't think it has as much potential to just be lame. Now I will admit... I expect it to be sloppy. I expect there to be some sloppiness on each side of the ball. No preseason, a weird training camp. They're not going to be on their A game. 
but they're two good offenses that are going to put up points, and that is exciting. And there are a lot of fantasy football guys to talk about in this matchup. A lot of fantasy guys that are going to have impacts and that are in your lineups. And you're probably wondering, do I start this guy or this guy? And that is what I'm here for. So Chiefs-Texans, week one, starts and sits at the quarterback position. We're starting Deshaun Watson and we're starting Patrick Mahomes. If you have them, you have to start them. Really a no-brainer. I will say a lot of people may be worried because Brandon Cooks is out and uh, Hopkins is gone. I actually... I'm not super worried about Watson. I think he comes out and lights it on fire. Just got the contract. Just got the money. Showing he is worth it. He doesn't need receivers to be good. He's going to light it up. Fully confident in Deshaun Watson. And Mahomes, no-brainer. You're starting them. But I just want to say, if you're worried at all about Watson, don't be. I think you should start him. I think you should expect a good performance. Now, the running back position is a pretty interesting. Got David Johnson on the Texan sides, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the presumed main guy for the Kansas City Chiefs. David Johnson, I am starting this week. Look, the volume is going to be glorious. They got rid of Hopkins, bring in David Johnson, and that screams, okay, he's going to have a lot of volume. Holy smokes, he's going to be used as a receiver, he's going to be used as a runner, a lot of volume. Now Brandon Cooks isn't looking like he's going to suit up. If he does, he's going to be limited. David Johnson is going to be peppered with targets at every position, at every every opportunity. David Johnson is going to have so much opportunity. And the main reason I wasn't super high on David Johnson for the whole season is because of the health concerns. But week one, he's healthy. Week one, he's healthy. He should have a very good performance. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the other side of the ball. I'm going to be so uh, sad, and <laughs> I'll find it very funny when uh, uh, Williams, Darrell Williams, comes out and scores a touchdown to start the game, and people lose their mind. Watch, that's going to happen. He's going to come out and score a touchdown, and people are going to start dropping Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's just my bold prediction. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I expect a solid game. I'm not expecting a boom or bust performance. I just expect a solid, solid, solid performance, solid RB one performance from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire today or tomorrow. Well, today it's today. Well, I'm recording this Wednesday night. Um, so I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, obvious. I mean, if you have him, you're starting him. I think he's a good start. And then David Johnson, great start with the volume he's going to have. And Darrell Williams in deeper leagues, sneaky start too. <laughs> All right, the wide receiver position. Man, for the Texans, it is weird. We got Brandon Cooks is questionable. Um, it's a quad quadricept. Quadricept is listed as questionable for Thursday night's game against the Chiefs. Not good, not good, not good, guys. Uh, I'd expect him not to play if he does play a limited fashion. Will Fuller's the guy. I'm going to say two things that go together really well, like peas in a pod. Healthy and Will Fuller. When Will Fuller is healthy, the man produces. He he has the ability, unlike any other football player, to win you your week. Because he will go out there and score 60 points, just casually drop four, five touchdowns. And then he'll dip and have like two points the next game. It was last year. Week four, He had five points. Week five, he had 55 points. Week six, he had nine. Week seven, he had one. And then he got injured. Came back in week 12 and had 22. A casual uh, 140-yard game. You know, that's just how Will Fuller rolls. 
And that's how he's been since he entered the league. He's going to have targets. He's going to have opportunity. He's the guy. As long as he is healthy, you should be starting him. Especially this week. I think we're going to see one of those crazy like uh, 35, 40-point games from Will Fuller. Because he's the guy. Especially if Brandon Cooks is out. As long as Will Fuller is healthy, you should be starting him. Now, Randall Cobb is interesting. Randall Cobb, I'm old enough to remember when Randall Cobb was really, really good. If you're in a deeper league, 14-man, 16-man leagues, I think Randall Cobb is a pretty decent play, especially in PPR leagues. He will have some targets. That is assured. That is one thing that is assured. Randall Cobb will have some opportunity. He may not produce. He may not be a star. But in a deeper league, he will have opportunity. And if you had Brandon Cooks and suddenly lost him and you didn't have someone who uh, you trust at wide receiver, Randall Cobb's a decent play. Now, on the Chiefs' side, we're excited, as always, about Tyreek Hill, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, You're starting him if you have him. He's healthy. He's the guy in Kansas City. He's the fastest guy in the NFL. You're starting him. I don't I don't need to I don't need to talk a lot about him. Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hardman, and uh Demarcus Robinson, those are the guys who you have no idea who to start. And uh I'm not starting any of them. Yeah, one of them could have an eighty yard touchdown. Could happen. You know, it's the Chiefs. They're all super fast. But in week one, I would rather bank on someone that I know will have a role. And Sammy Watkins, I don't know what his role is going to be. So if there's another weapon that I have, which most teams with Sammy Watkins, they probably have other weapons, I would start them over Watkins in most cases. Hardman, Robinson, deep league flyers, if you just need upside, if your matchup already looks that horrifying, (laughs) they can be good plays, but there's no assurance to any of them. And if Tyreek Hill were gone, I'd say start them. But Tyreek Hill being there, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being there, I, I don't see much appeal. Now, tight end position for the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, starting, as always, expect a great performance. Texans side of the ball with the, with the tight end. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't even know who their tight end is. I think it's Darren Fells. I think it's Darren Fells. Um, <laughs> who's the Texans tight end? What on earth? Um, Jordan Atkins and Darren Fells, I guess. It's a duo. I'm not starting either of them, and I doubt anyone owns them. Deal? Let's, let's, just, let's just leave it at that. Watch one that's going to get 25 points. All right, so moving on. Oh, who am I taking in this game? Who's going to win? <sighs> I got to go Kansas City. I, I don't see a way Houston wins. All right, going on next matchup of the the 2020 season. Seahawks versus Falcons. We got Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan at the quarterback positions. I'm starting both. Both are proven assets. Both were drafted to be starters on your team. I'm confident in both to put up a good performance. I'm I'm not going to talk a ton about them. I start them. Now, running back position is where it gets interesting. This is where we get to the guys who uh, are really, really good but might be injured. <laughs> the guys who are always good but might have a serious leg injury any week. Uh, Chris Carson, the main guy on the Seahawks, and Todd Gurley, the main guy on the Falcons. And I'm going to be honest, in week one, I am starting both. Both of them are allegedly healthy. 
Both should have good roles. I'm not too worried about Carlos Hyde or Travis Homer or Brian Hill on the other side or Ido Smith. So I'm starting both. I'm not expecting huge games from either of them, but I think you should start them based on where you drafted them. And if you have them, you probably don't have like another running back behind them that you can start. A season long, not super high on them. I've talked about them a little bit, but uh, week one, you can start them. Good starts. They both get the starts. Wide receiver position. Here we go. Here's where the fancy value is. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, all four smashing starts. Profit-approved starts for this week. Watch. DK Metcalf is going to have a very solid game. Tyler Lockett is going to have a very, very solid game. Julio Jones is going to have an extremely solid game. And Calvin Ridley is going to have an extremely solid game. And there's a decent chance two of those guys blow up. That's how it works with this team. One of the guys on the Seahawks will have a massive game, and the other will be very good. One guy's on the Falcons, Ridley or Jones, will have a massive game, and the other will be good. I'm inclined to say it's Julio and Lockett based on, you know, historical production, but there's a pretty good chance it's DK and Ridley, or a combination of either of those. But that's that's how I'm analyzing it. All four of those guys, great starts. Two of them will be amazing starts. The uh, game winners, I could even say. Looks like it will be a high-scoring game. Both of those teams are very high-powered offenses. Uh, great quarterbacks put up lots of yards. I like those matchups a lot for all of those guys. So all over those wide receivers. Now, Falcons, Hayden Hurst is their tight end. Um, I He's assuming a big role from Austin Hooper. But Hayden Hurst isn't as good as Austin Hooper. But then again, it's the tight end position where no one is very good. So I think you start him if you have him. See what you got in him. Uh, They say he's a perfect fit. That's what I'm seeing the newest report. We'll see. Who knows? (laughs) Start him if you have him. He's your tight end. Not much to say. Uh, Greg Olson will disagree on the other side. Not too interested in either of them. Um, Greg Olson hasn't really consistently been healthy or produced for quite a while. Uh, and Disley, he's coming off the injury, and there are a lot of weapons, a lot of mouths to feed, so I'm not excited about either of those guys. Uh, Hayden Hurst, you can start, though. All right, next matchup. Oh, who am I taking? Seattle, Atlanta? I think... I think it's a really close game, and Atlanta just barely wins. Atlanta just barely upsets them. All righty. Cleveland versus Baltimore. We got the epic battle, the two best quarterbacks in the NFL, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Who's going to win? I'm taking Ravens. Anyways, are are you starting Lamar Jackson? I know that's why you're listening to this podcast. You can't decide if you should start Lamar Jackson. Going to give you some uh, 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 highly touted analysis right here. Yes, we're starting Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield? Not excited, but he's startable, especially in a two-quarterback league. Should be solid QB2, you know, top 24, nothing great, though. Lamar Jackson, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be good. He, he may be pretty good. He might have some, uh, some rushing ability, we'll see. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, of course, start Lamar Jackson. Running back position, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, both startable. <laughs> I mean, Hunt and Chubb, I think they're both going to be very good. That someone asked me tonight uh, on Instagram. They said, hey, do you think Kareem Hunt is going to uh, 
bite into Nick Chubb's workload? I said, yeah, I actually think Hunt will be very good. He said, but what about Nick Chubb? Isn't he great? And I said, I think there's going to be enough of volume. I think they're both talented enough that they both produce pretty good fancy numbers. I think Chubb, you know, standard leagues has the edge. Hunt, we'll see what his workload is at the running back position. But in PPR leagues, man, he's going to be a machine. He's going to be a PPR machine. It's going to be a high-end RB2, you know, probably top 18 every single week. Nick Chubb, probably top 12. So that's that's where I stand on those guys. Now, the other side of the ball, we've got a mess. We've got Ingram and Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. For the sake of this, I'm going to say Gus Edwards and Justice Hill don't exist. Where are we starting? Mark Ingram is the starter. Uh, I don't think you have to start him. I don't think you have to start Dobbins. Honestly, if I can, I'm not starting either. I don't really know how it's going to be split up yet, and I would rather wait a week or two and see than play one of them and get a big fat zero in my scoreboard. So I'm not I'm not starting either of those guys unless I have to. Let me just say that. I do like Dobbins year long, but right now I'm just going to wait and see what happens. A, re, a reactive instead of proactive approach. There we go. All right, wide receiver position. We got Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Those are the fantasy relevant wide receivers. Odell Beckham Jr. has been in the news for interesting reasons recently. Are we plugging him in the fantasy lineup? Yeah, of course, of course. You're starting Odell. Don't expect a ton, though. Don't expect a ton. He's going up against a stout defense. Uh, there's Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and Baker Mayfield is a, a little iffy, a big question mark. St- Stefanski is a big question mark too. How is this offense going to run? So I'm starting Odell. Expect wide receiver for two numbers. Nothing amazing, but you know he'll be good. He'll be startable. Jarvis Landry, same thing. Solid, solid wide receiver too. Whoever gets the touchdown is going to be the better of them. But I kind of see them in that same light right now until we know a little more how this offense is going to run. I'm starting them, but I'm not like banking on them to win me my matchup. On the other side, Marquise Hollywood Brown. What do we think of him? I made him a my guy. I made him my guy. So I'm starting him. He has assured volume. He's the wide receiver one for one of the best offenses in a pretty decent matchup. I'm starting Marquise Hollywood-Brown with full confidence this week. There we go. On to the tight end position. Austin Hooper and David Njoku and Mark Andrews. Not starting Njoku. If I have Hooper, I'm starting him. And if I have Andrews, I am definitely starting him. Andrews was great last year. People forget how great Mark Andrews was. He kind of went unnoticed. He finished as the number two overall tight end. Number two. Number two overall tight end. That's amazing. Start him. If you have Mark Andrews, start him. Of course you're starting him. Austin Hooper had a phenomenal breakout year. Uh, We don't really know what to think of him here on Cleveland with all the mouths to feed. So many question marks in the offense. But if you have him, you're starting him. That's just how it goes at the tight end position. If you've got a tight end that you know the name of, start them. (laughs) All right, folks. Next matchup, New York Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. Quarterback position, we got Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. 
Pretty simple. Sitting Sam Darnold, starting Josh Allen. The matchup is juicy for Josh Allen. He'll probably sneak in a touchdown or two, probably throw for, you know, 260 yards or so. Have himself a very good fantasy day. Now, the running back position. What do we think there? Le'Veon Bell, Devin Singletary. Both of them have backups in Frank Gore and Zach Moss. It's pretty gross. I'm going to be honest. As a Le'Veon Bell owner, it is gross. As someone who 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 endorsed Le'Veon Bell just a week or two ago, it's gross. What I've seen from Adam Gase talking about Frank Gore disgusts me. It makes me sad. It makes my heart, my very soul, weep when I see that Frank Gore is supposedly the most productive back. I can't believe it. And that's not saying I can't believe it. It's saying I, I can't comprehend that. And I am right now in a stage of denial, and I'm refusing to believe that Frank Gore is going to be heavily involved. It's probably going to happen. Adam Gase is going to do it, and I'm going to be so mad. But right now, I'm just pretending like Le'Veon Bell will be the guy. And I'm starting him. Because if we have him, we probably have to start him. Not because I think he'll do super well. I'm starting Le'Veon Bell, because if you have Le'Veon Bell, you got to start him probably. Now, if you have a backup, third-string running back, fourth-string running back, who's really, really good, (laughs) then congratulations. But Le'Veon Bell is kind of the definition of running back purgatory. At least right now, that's how I think of him. Listen, he's not running back hell. It's not like you can bench him. He's not droppable. He's not destroying your lineup. But he's not in heaven. It's not it's not glorious. There's nothing good about it. It's just kind of this middle line. And we're hoping that uh I'm trying to remember the doctrine. Um hashtag not actually Catholic, but uh I think if they like they can get to heaven. I'm not sure how it works. I'm not an expert on purgatory, guys. But I know in the doctrine they can get to heaven. That's that's what we're hoping for Bell. We're hoping the situation can get there. But right now, it's purgatory for Le'Veon Bell. But you have to start him. You're stuck in purgatory with Le'Veon Bell. And Adam Gase is the devil. I don't know. what. (laughs) We're starting him, okay? I have no clue what I was trying to... I started going one direction and started thinking this isn't working, but it was too far in. Next, Devin Singletary. I am not starting this week with confidence. I I don't think he's going to have a great week, guys. Uh, he's kind of in that same... that running back purgatory with Le'Veon Bell where you kind of have to start him probably, but uh, it's gross and feels ugly because Josh Allen is going to get the goal line work probably and Zach Moss is probably going to be involved too but you probably don't have a better option and you're stuck in running back purgatory hoping it turns into running back heaven and not running back hell but Adam and Gase is involved so we kind of know where it's going anyways let's move on to the wide receiver position. Jamison Crowder, Rashad Perryman, Denzel Mims. Who am I starting there? I'm starting Crowder. I'm not starting Perryman, and I'm not starting Denzel Mims. I have zero confidence 
in any of them. Jameson Crowder, PPR machine, but that's as far as his uh, capabilities go for this matchup. Bills, great defense, not super excited. Uh, Bill side, Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, deeper leagues, good PPR target. You can start him as a wide receiver three flex. John Brown, decent wide receiver flex, I guess. Stephon Diggs, decent wide receiver two flex. Not super excited about any of those guys, but I mean, Josh Allen's overthrown targets have to go somewhere, and I guess it's going to be Stephon Diggs. So I guess starting Diggs, probably not starting Brown, probably not starting Beasley, but you can. All right, who do I think wins? Bills, Bills are going to win that. All right, let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders and the Carolina Panthers. This is going to be an interesting game. This is going to be a very, very interesting game because the Raiders are pretty horrible in the past, but there's a lot of hype about them, and rightfully so. We got Josh Jacobs. We got Henry Ruggs. We got Hunter Renfro, you know, the young guys coming in. We got Derek Carr, who there's a lot of Derek Carr hype, which feels gross, but is is deserved. I will say it is deserved. What do I think of them? Do I think they pull off the win over Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers? No, there's no way. Christian McCaffrey is going to run all over them. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are going to gash the defense. And Bridgewater is going to carry himself to a very respectable top 15 quarterback performance this week. That's my prediction. McCaffrey, you're starting. DJ Moore, you're starting. Deeper leagues, wide receiver three flex. Robbie Anderson, you're starting in hopes of upside. Raiders side, Derek Carr, you can start. I wouldn't personally. Josh Jacobs, definitely start. He's probably going to be a top top five guy, honestly. He's so good. He's so good. As long as he's healthy, you got to start him. Uh, Henry Ruggs, not starting. Not starting yet. Not, not, not confident enough. And Hunter Renfro, I'm not starting yet. I hope he gets there. But right now, we can't start them. Tight end position, Darren Waller. That is the guy I'll start on the Raiders' side of the ball. So I guess only two starts, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. A lot like last year. I know we're supposed to assume that Renfro and Ruggs are going to be great, and they may be. But I can't start them week one when we have no clue what this is going to look like. But Darren Waller, dude is a beast. Uh, He's basically going to be the number one receiving option again, especially week one before these rookies get settled. And I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. So I am definitely starting Darren Waller. All right. We have a couple more games. Chicago versus Detroit. Gross. I'm just upset because I expect this will be the game that they put on my local channel or something. I, I I just have a bad feeling that this is going to be the game they shove down my throat. All right, Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sit and sit. Not starting, not interested. No way, no how. Matthew Stafford, start. I am starting Matthew Stafford. Dude is a phenomenal quarterback as long as he's healthy. He's a top 12 guy week in, week out. Start him with confidence. Running back position. Holy smokes, this is ugly. Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery on one side. And carry on Johnson, DeAndre Swift, and Adrian Peterson on the other side. I just want to gouge out my eyes looking at that. Look, this is so gross because they're startable guys. Yeah, you, you, you probably got to start Tariq Cohen as your flex if you haven't in PPR league. And you probably have to start him as uh, David Montgomery. It's going to feel awful. And the results will probably be awful. 
Carrion Johnson. I hope you don't have to start him. If you have to start Carrion Johnson, if you have to start any running back on the Lions, I feel so bad for you. And I I will do whatever I can to help you. Send me some some questions. I will help you get out of this situation. Staying away from the Lions backfield, staying so far away. Tariq Cohen, PPR leagues, good flex option. David Montgomery, good flex option just because, well, if he's healthy. I'll go over this with fantasy docs, but if he's healthy, decent flex option. And he's probably, he's in that Le'Veon Bell situation, running back purgatory, where it could be great, but yeah. yeah. All right, wide receivers. Allen Robinson, start. Kenny Galladay, start. Marvin Jones, start. That's all you need to know. Nothing else. Not going over that. TJ Hawkinson, hmm. Yeah, I'm starting him. I'm starting TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> Hopefully he, he does what he did last year for week one with a like 27-point game. Hopefully. But uh, but not not exactly expecting it. But he, he's got a lot of upside. Really, really talented guy. Uh, I'm starting him if I have him. Yeah. Speaking of David Montgomery, I want to take a second to address how the fantasy football community looks at week one. Week one is so highly anticipated. I know we're all excited. I am. I'm so excited to be here week one of the NFL season, starting my team for real. Feels great. But guys, your players are probably going to play horribly, and you're going to be frustrated. That's just what happens a lot of time at week one. So I just want to get that out there. I, I, I thought of disappointment because I saw David Montgomery, and I remember last year he had this like seven-yard touchdown run in preseason, everyone got hyped up, and then he came out. Mike Davis took the first snap, and fantasy community went crazy. Everyone dropped and screamed about David Montgomery. And I'm just trying to say, as much as we hype up week one, as exciting as it is, a lot of the players that we're starting are just going to be horrible. Just how it works. Just how it works, guys. The sad truth of life. <laughs> That's just what I, I, I get in my feels and depressed when I start talking about the Detroit Lions. That's just how it works, guys. I'm sorry. All right, who do I think is going to win that? I think Chicago is going to win. I think they're going to pull it off with Derbisky and that that garbage. <laughs> they're going to win. It's going to be funny. All right, we've got Colts, Jaguars. I'm sorry, guys. I'm tired. Colts, Jaguars, who's going to win? <laughs> No way the Jaguars win, guys. Colts are going to win. Jaguars side of the ball. Minshew sitting. Thompson sitting. Armstead sitting. Robinson sitting. Ozigbo sitting. Wide receivers. Chark, I'm starting. That's it. That's it. That is that is sad. Okay, Josh Lambeau. I'll, I'll start Josh Lambeau. I think he was the most accurate kicker last year. Start Josh Lambeau, guys. Quarterback position for the Colts. Philip Rivers is actually actually a good start this week, I think. He's got number one offensive line. He's got some good weapons. And the Jaguars, guys, I think the Jaguars are going to be the new epitome of awful. The new just start your guys against them every week and you'll win. I think Philip Rivers is a great quarterback streaming option. He's not owned in many leagues. I think you should play him. I think he's going to have a great, uh, great year, but especially great week one. Running back position, Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. Uh, honestly, I think he can start both of them against the Jaguars. This is the type of game 
that I think in the second half, the Colts will just kind of be running it up the gut and experimenting with Jonathan Taylor because they know the Jaguars have no chance of winning. Just one of those games that usually happens against the Jaguars. <laughs> and I think Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack will have enough volume. One of them will get a touchdown that they'll both be decent RB2s this week. That's what I think. And I'm starting. I'm starting Taylor in a league. So not confident in him right now, but I think the matchup and everything is going to work together to provide a pretty safe situation for Jonathan Taylor. Now the wide receiver position, T.Y. Hilton, I am starting. Latest news, T.Y. Hilton playing lights out in camp with new quarterback. That's why I like to see. I mean, last year when he was on the field, he was good. Week one, 28 points. Week two, 14. Week three, 20. He got banged up, came back week seven after by 19 points, got banged up again and, and didn't really get on the field consistently. But if he's healthy, which he is right now, as quarterback, his time, Philip Rivers is a big upgrade from Jacoby Brissett in my eyes. I am in on T.Y. Hilton this week, especially in this matchup. T.Y. Hilton is profit-proofed for week one. And Josh Lambeau is too. Those those two guys are profit approved. And the Colts are going to win. All right. Last matchup for this podcast because we're closing in on 40 minutes. And I usually try to keep this below 45 minutes. Sometimes we run a little over. Uh, sometimes a little shorter. Packers, Vikings. I think Packers are going to win. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a huge game. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out so mad and just ready to prove himself which is crazy to like thought that Aaron Rodgers has to prove himself. I mean, even last year, he was the number nine overall quarterback. Come on, guys. <laughs> You're really doubting Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come out and play lights out. He's going to be like perfect completion percentage, three touchdowns. He's going to be amazing. Start Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is another profit-proof boom quarterback of the week. Aaron Rodgers. I'm really confident that Aaron Rodgers has a great performance against the Vikings. I think he proves himself. He says, hey, guys, I'm still good. And the fantasy football community will go, whoa, Aaron Rodgers still has it. I'm going to say, yeah, guys, he never lost it. You got to be kidding me. A little rant there, but uh, yeah, start Aaron Rodgers this week. Same with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is such a good quarterback, and I always get hate for saying that. But Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback who deserves to be started. Okay? If you have Kirk Cousins, start him. All right, running back position, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon. I feel like A.J. Dillon will get a touchdown and like two yards, but I'm not starting him. Uh, Same with Jamal Williams, not starting him. Aaron Jones, we're starting if you have him. Of course, you're starting to start your studs, especially week one. Same with the Vikings side. Alexander Madison, he may he may have some sneaky value in deeper leagues, but I mean, you can say that about every player. <laughs> That's a fantasy football secret. If you don't know what to say about a player, say, in deeper leagues, he may have some sneaky value, especially if it's PPR. That's pretty much everyone. <laughs> but Delvin Cook, fully bona fide star. We're, we're starting him. I've got him in a couple leagues, actually. First time I've actually had Delvin Cook in a league. It feels good. It feels good to know I have Delvin Cook. Watch, he's probably going to get injured again. But but as of right now, it feels good to have Delvin Cook, and I'm starting him. You should too, of course. Wide receiver position, Adam Thielen and Devontae Adams, both 
lock-loaded starts, Devontae Adams is going to have a phenomenal game. Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers on fire, it's going to be a great duo again. Kind of like what we saw with uh, Rodgers and Nelson in that heyday. I think we see that this year with Adams and Rodgers. And I think we're going to see it early on this week, one against the Vikings. Lazard follows Scatling. In deeper leagues, they have some sneaky value if it's PPR. Justin Jefferson, in deeper leagues, he has some sneaky value if it's PPR. The sad part is I'm actually serious with those three players. That's exactly how I feel with them. Who am I taking in this matchup? The Green Bay Packers. That is the end of part one of week one's matchup preview, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. So much fun to be sitting back down here doing the doing the weekly uh, matchup reviews, getting through all the players, starts and sits. Feels great. Feels great to have football back. I hope you enjoy the game later tonight. Oh, man, so excited. I got to get to sleep, guys, but thank you so much for watching. As always, make sure you hit that subscribe button, follow on any podcast platform you're on, leave a five-star review, and a follow on TikTok and Instagram, The Prophet, same handle everywhere. And uh, yeah, football's back.